0: Think of the difference between an iPhone video and a Sundance film. Camera audio versus a studio track. A novice or someone with experience. Sure, each has their place, but which will have maximum impact? Summer Shower Productions, a black-owned, woman-owned production company built to create valuable and inspirational content for you. Whether it's a promotional video, a short film, interviews, event photography or utilizing our extensive editing and post-production tools to take your already captured content to the next level we always bring creativity integrity and passion to every project we produce so consider some of productions for your next project let's build something great together
1: What's going on folks, it's your boy again back in the building, Dr. Sean Thomas here. I just want to let you know about an awesome summer camp called Nori. Nori Summer Camp is a place to be. As one of the leaders in STEM education, Nori exposes young people to the ever-changing world of technology while showing both boys and girls how fun science and technology can truly be. For more information on how to be a part of this amazing program, visit www.nori.com forward slash summer. More information, or you can email me directly, Dr. Sean at bemoretay.com, for a discount code which gives you a hundred dollars off of your registration. Let's continue to show our kids how great we can be, and we can be more together if we just continue to share the knowledge and share the love. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. What's going on, folks? It's your boy again, Dr. John Thomas, back in the building, episode 64 of the Be More Today show. We are back, we are back, we are back in the building. And folks, it's a very exciting week right now, right? Juneteenth is in the house. We are celebrating uh, the emancipation of African-Americans from 1866 uh, across across the United States and This bill being passed, this holiday being passed is super exciting. It's a big move for us as a people. It's a big move for us as uh, Americans. Uh, I think the world's looking at us um, as a pillar of change at this time. And it doesn't change everything, but everything that is progress is progress. And we appreciate the work and support that that everyone's been putting into this thing from the beginning. Um, You know, I remember as a kid, I didn't really learn about Juneteenth. It wasn't really taught in our schools at all. But as I've gotten older and learned more about it, it's just really exciting to see uh, attention being put on it and people mm-hmm. really uh, uh, just making sure that they give light to our history and, and the amazing culture that we have and the amazing effect we've had on this country. It is uh, amazing uh, and a blessing, really, to see that this was passed and that it's going to be a holiday for other generations behind this to be able to appreciate and benefit from. So kudos to everyone who's been a part of this process for every march that ever happened, for every uh, um, donation that was ever given, for every vote that was given down for this thing. It is awesome to see that this was and will be something that will be part of our history and part of our legacy. And I truly believe that that is part of what Be More Today is really about making sure that we recognize that every day is a chance for us to go out there and to make change. Uh, not just to talk about it but to be about it and as you guys know we've been doing this show now episode 64 be more today is everywhere with my book the podcast information i said thank everybody for the support and love and for giving their time towards this podcast and towards this movement we are heard now in 36 countries trending 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 and this weekend it's not just juneteenth but it's also father's day weekend and i'm super excited to have uh my dad on this show today, before I talk about my dad and how amazing he is, um, there's so much to talk about. Uh, it's also Men's Health Month, and I figured it'd be great to have him on because he is a pillar of health uh, in a variety of levels. My quote for today, as always, is by Jazz Zoe Marcellus, and it says, the level up is about improving oneself, not impressing others. It is you versus you, not you versus them. And Dad, I got to really say that I think you really, really embody this. You really have shown me so many things. And for those who are listening, I just want to read a little bit about your bio so they know who you are and what's going on. Samuel Anthony Thomas. Now, I'm, I'm actually Sean Anthony Thomas, and his name is Samuel Anthony Thomas. So I got my middle name and my last name from him. Samuel Anthony Thomas is a master's of social work. Uh, He got it from Ford University, uh, the School of Social Work at Ford University, and he is currently an employer um, at Monhagen Middle School. He's a school social worker there, but he does so much more than just social work. As a social worker, he looks to meet his students where they are and strives to find their hidden talents. He's also a cross-country coach and a track coach. He says he enjoys coaching cross-country and track because it's a way of reliving his running days. His favorite motivational quote is, when the body says no, the mind says, yes, I can. He's a director of the chess club at his school, director of the Builders Club, whereby he produces talent shows and donates the proceeds of talent shows to local charities. He's been a vendor for Cartier's International, which includes designers, men's and women's fragrances, fragrances such as Gucci, Burberry, Marc Jacob, Chloe, Tiffany, Calvin Klein, and Hugo Boss. He was a New York Stock Exchange Traded Investigator for a number of years, an entrepreneur, uh, working with a food and deli store, owner and operator. Uh, he's been a human resource manager for the May Company for many, many years. That's actually how I got one of my first jobs, working at Filene's and G Fox back in the day. He's also an author, uh, an author of the book To the Sisters, Diary of a Man Who Happens to be Black. Uh, he served as a US veteran for four and a half years. 11-D recognizance specialist, and definitely used that to find ways to grow and become the man that he is today. And as you guys may or may not know, uh, he ran track in high school and college. His high school uh, ran the two-mile relay and held the record, the record, folks, for 30 years, 735.6. He was featured in Runners Magazine, an article entitled, The Record That Has Never Broken. And held Melrose Games and Penn Relays records during high school. When he was being recruited, he received over 10 track scholarships. And folks, his favorite quotations from the good book, the Bible, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declare the, the Lord, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And Proverbs 35: 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. Ladies and gentlemen boys and girls, pets included, the man who inspired me to write a book, to have motivational quotes in the book, and to run every single day since I was a baby, my dad, Samuel Anthony Thomas. Dad, what is going on? (laughs) Well, Sean, thank you so
0: much for that introduction. Um, That bio was uh, read very impressively, and I thank you again. And I want to give you a shout out for the job that you're doing with Be More today. I'm very proud of you. Um, It's an amazing job seeing all across the world and country. And so kudos and thanks for you. And by all means, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I also want to get a shout out to Father's Day, to you, my son, Sean, Tyrell, and Robert. Um, Proud of each and every one of you. Continue to be motivating fathers and, and instill um, the belief to keep moving forward with your sons and your daughters, um, because that's what it's all about. It's all about, um, you know, passing the baton in a sense, going back in the track, passing the baton to the next generation. You know, our job is to make sure that they are successful in life.
1: I appreciate that, Dad, and folks, you already know where. I get most of this stuff from. You hear it in his tone, his intonation. This is this is my dad talking right now. So listen, thanks. We, we appreciate the dad's support and happy Father's to you and all the fathers out there, clearly. Um, I had to have you on the show for a number of reasons. This is an exciting month for Juneteenth, for Men's Health, for Father's Day. And you, my friend, my dad, are a jack of all trades. Um, ever since I re- remember, since I was a kid, you've been doing a thousand things. I think one of the reasons why I do a thousand things is because I've I've witnessed you doing those things. I mean, from running a deli to um, r- running stuff at, at at the May Corporation with Filene's getting my first job. Um, you know, I remember you just doing a thousand things. And as jack of all trades, you know, being in the army, being in retail, social work, our author, track and field, uh, it's it, it's it's really, to me, the epitome of taking advantage of every single day and never feeling like you're neglecting anything I mean your quotation to your runners like you said is the body says no um but the mind says yes you can and you know I think that that's something that you really instilled in me uh never thinking that the word doubt was an option never thinking that the word I can't I mean I, I remember you saying we don't say the word "can." not say we, we don't. We don't say that. That's not something <laughs> that we say. That's not even said, that's not our vocabulary. Don't even say it. Like, don't even bring it up. And you know, a lot of people when I say it to them, they they laugh. But I I do think that that being ingrained at an early age did lay the foundation for all of us, all of my brothers, to really um, go out there and and be fearless when when things seem even like they're going to be unsurmountable to go out there and 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 tackle those goals. So. I appreciate you and your kind words, and folks. If you ever call my dad on the cell phone, you'll you'll hear a motivational quote of some sort. Um, and, that, and that's kind of why I think I I started doing these quotes for my book because I I was that was instilled in me at a very early age. So I appreciate you, Dad, for all you do and all you have done. Thank you, thank you. Um, so listen, you you are a jack of all trades, but you also uh, are and were a very very uh, fit and fitness enthused individual. Um, I'm curious, I've never asked you this actually, what, what sparked your fitness journey? Because I know that you you clearly were an all-star when it came to running in high school and in college, but what really sparked that running and, and that interest in being fit for you at such a young age? Well, we
0: were raised in Harlem and Bed-Stuy and um, a lot, we did a lot of running, played outside a lot. Um, a lot of these kids are not going to recognize these games. Uh, kick a Ring Olivia. Um, uh, you know, displayed all kind of running games out throughout the school. And in the projects, there was the old projects and the new projects. And we lived in the new projects. And it was always competition with running. You know, I had gained the title of the best runner in the new projects. And then there was a kid named Bobby who became the best runner in the old projects. So we'd always race. Um, and it was a challenge. If I went to him and I said, Listen, let's race, it was on that day. It wasn't where we had to wait until next week or the day ever. It was right on the spot. So I always did running around um, in, um, in Brooklyn. And so there was a time when, just um, to, to, to give you some feedback, the time when Bobby had beat me, right? And we went down south. My sister and I went down south to uh, visit my grandfather. And um, all I did when I was down south was practice my start, my start, and practice my lifting my knees because my job, my determination when I got back was to beat Bobby. So came back from South Carolina, found him. It's on. Let's get it going. Raced him and won. So I guess to to, to answer your question, um, we're always running, always running around, always outside, always playing games, and so um, I guess I just kind of gravitated towards it, you know, and and then I wanted to be good at it, and the only way to be good at something is to work and practice and practice and practice.
1: Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny because I guess that's where I also got that that knack of wanting to be. The, the fastest kid in every class um mm-hmm. i remember doing the same thing when i was a kid wanting to be the fastest kid no matter what class i was in you know birthday of school you look to see on the playground who's the fastest kid exactly. and, you know, a race goes down and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's almost like a um i wouldn't call it a battle you know but it's almost like a turf battle where you know once that's yeah. established there's a certain amount of respect that comes with exactly. that yep. <laughs> then after yeah, that is, you know it is and nobody go mess with you <laughs> so it's 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 funny how that, that transcends throughout throughout different time okay. frames. so that's yeah. that's pretty cool um so yeah i mean of, of all the sports though so you got into running clearly with all these different games um, but you really gravitated towards track and field now I mean, there were a lot of sports that you could have played at that time what what about track and field um entice you so much to get so involved in and taking it so seriously
0: well track and field is an individual sport the only person that you have to be accountable to is yourself so again the more you practice the better you get so when I ran track in high school we had practice after school that wasn't good enough I would get up in the morning and go work out come back take my shower and then go to school I never told the guys that as far as they were concerned, I was practicing on a regular time with them. So I guess it's a matter of just, um, just being motivated and, um, you know, really, really wanting to be better. Um, like golf. Golf is an individual sport between you and the course. And I think track is similar. You know, um, the more you practice, the better you get. And I played basketball. And did other sports, but for some reason, track was just seemed a little more interesting. Like sometimes when you're running, it's an escape, you know, um, living in bed you know, there was a lot of crime, a lot of, um, a lot of kids who were making really bad choices, you know, and for me, running was my escape. You know, I, I'd, um, I'd, I'd come home sometimes and I would just go run, just go run, 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 run. And it kind of cleared my mind. Um, And sometimes running, you go into another level in your mind about maybe what you want to do with your life, where you're headed, you know. So I guess um, running again was something that um, motivated me, um, kept me grounded, uh, definitely kept me out of trouble uh, because a lot of my friends, they made some really, really, again, bad choices. Um, So um, it just, again, it, um, it was my out. Running was my out, uh, which, um, as I look in hindsight now for my future, it really helped me uh, to grow and, and, and build up my confidence.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people get into that same mindset of recognizing how they use sports to um, determine and apply to their lives for either work mm-hmm. or um, the professional mm-hmm. environment, even in personal relationships. A lot of the things that you learn as an athlete um, discipline, uh, self-confidence, like you said, waking right. up before and putting that extra work in and applying that to uh, your practice or to the training field, mm-hmm. all that stuff really carries over into life. I think a lot right. of people lose sight of that. And people who haven't gotten into these things at an earlier age, I, I think they do themselves a disservice because it, even if they get into it later in life, which is still very good, mm-hmm. um, there's a certain ground level that's, that's placed when you start to do it right. early on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you probably instill that with your, your runners at your school yes. and even with your students when you're working with, with social work. A lot of those things carry over in terms of how mm-hmm. you're laying down the, the, the foundations of discipline for track into the, the regular world. Um, and I know from your story, you know, I know that it took a lot of discipline, a lot of effort uh, for your team to hit this record when you were in high school. Can you talk to the people about what this record was for those who might not know anything about uh, New York high school history. I mean, we, we live in Bedside now, very close to boys and girls. And, you know, I, I'm not from Brooklyn, but recognize that you grew up and lived here is, is very, very interesting and fun for me to, to, to actually be in this environment. Um, but can you just can you just share with everyone what the, the story is, what the story was about this record that you guys set back in the day and, and how it changed your life? This record was
0: um, monumental. Um, First of all, let me back up. Um, I was living in Brooklyn and I was geared, I was programmed to go to Boys High. I was programmed to go to Boys High. Uh, But then we moved to Queens. And when we moved to Queens, I ended up going to Andrew Jackson. So it's, uh, it's ironic, I'm gonna go ahead a little bit. It's ironic that the two competing schools End up in the final race uh, to the finish was Boys High and Andrew Jackson. But to back up um, again, there was a lot of hype. Um, the old record had stood for for many many years, and the track season was over. And Mark Bloom, who was a writer for Runner's Magazine, followed us throughout his his throughout our whole career. And some kind of way, the thought came up. Let's get some New York City teams together to try to break this two-mile relay record. So uh, Andrew Jackson, Boys High, and a couple of other schools were involved. And, but the focus was pretty much on Boys High and Andrew Jackson. So my coach approached us and he said, listen, I need the best four half-milers. So Mark Farrell and myself were half-milers, so we needed two more. Bill Jacobs, who ran, was really a miler. Um, never ran a half mile before, but was enthusiastic. Again, it was a different culture with track in those days. Um, The old armory, when you went to the armory, you'd have people um, leaning over the actual railing there and banging on the outside, chanting, you know, like, boys, hi, mambo, ole, ole, Jackson's got a heat wave. Ooh, ah. I mean, it'd be packed, and people would be enthusiastic about the different races, right? So, all this hype has still built up. So now we're school's over. No one wants it to leave. Most of the runners were seniors. I was a junior at that time. So they decided, okay, we're going to go to St. John's University, and we're going to make this happen. So my coach, who was really a guidance counselor, came out with his suit and tie and everything, never ran with us, but very knowledgeable about track. Said, okay, we're going to strategize. How are we going to win this race? So we decided that Bill Jacobs, who was never, who never ever ran a half mile, was going to lead off because our hope was he'd have the stamina as a miler to possibly give us a lead because we wanted to. We wanted to win, not just win. We wanted to set a new record that would be recognized through years. And we discussed all this. Track at that time wasn't just running; it was a dream. We, 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 we talked about it all the time. Conversations that kids have about PlayStation and different video games, we talked about track. Track, 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 track. So my co strategized that Bill would run first. Um, um, Bill run and then um, pass on to the next runners. And so we strategized. And we, we, we strategized to the point that, again, we wanted to make sure Mark Farrell, who was running last, would have a lead. And so um, that's what happened. Um, The race took off. Um, It came down for the third leg, which I ran third leg, and I passed it on to Mark. And James Jackson was a well-renowned half-miler who was known to have battles with Mark Farrell. So Mark Mark was given the lead, and he ended up finishing – It was neck and neck. And then Mark leaned and we end up getting the actual win. Um, But it didn't stop there. It went on and on and on. Uh, One of the runners, Bill Jacobs' father, was an entrepreneur, a businessman. Um, They invited us to Sag Harbor. They gave us these plats. They um, gave us money. Um, People were talking about it. Mark, Mark um, Bloom did an article about the race. Uh, The hype was was unbelievable. We would walk through this. It was like being a celebrity we would walk around and people were congratulating us like people we didn't even know. So it was amazing. Um, And then 20 years later, 20 years later, Mark Bloom finds us all. I'm working in New York Stock Exchange. The other uh, runners are working in various locations. Um, He finds us all. He writes a big article about us. the record that was never broken, and um, so even after twenty years, the hype was still going on. I mean, we were all businessmen and moved on. You know, some of us had kids, and and they're still talking about this seven thirty five six. So it was it was um, it was uh, meaningful and um, unbelievable. Then then years later, we go to another event. Um, at a restaurant, they gather us all together, and they're still talking about this race. In fact, at the, at the armory in uh, Washington Heights, there's a plaque that sits um, on the wall that has our name and our time. So um, I guess to answer your question, um, it's, again, I always come back to confidence. You know, I believe if you know who you are and where you're headed, you're going to accomplish anything. And even when I talk to my kids in school, I say, um, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? What do you see? I'm not talking about your hair. I'm talking about your eyes. I'm talking about who are you? Who are you and where are you headed? So I think that record of 735-6, even though right now it's it's many, 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 many years. um, It was um, it was an accomplishment that um, we had no idea that we could obtain. And even at the finish line, when that was over, we saw all the coaches looking at each other and looking at the watch. They didn't believe the time. And it, it was just it was just a great, a great moment. And um, and um, it's uh, something that I look back on every now and then. And if I run into any of the guys, the conversation always comes back
1: to a variety
0: of things. But it ultimately ends up talking about that race again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's incredible. I mean, what an amazing story. I I was honored to be at the restaurant um, when you guys had your last uh, yeah your last celebration or your most recent celebration of that of that event. And there were so many people there that you know had been a part of that and looking at the reporters and you know, everyone was just like you said so excited still about yeah. that accomplishment. Um, and even when I was there, you know, you had mentioned the ties that you had to um tommy smith and john carlos what what yep. ties do you have to those guys i mean in the, in the in the honor and spirit of juneteenth and what's happening now in this country with us acknowledging the, the the struggles and the accomplishments of black people um what were your ties to these two guys with 1968 olympics
0: well benson matthews was a runner he was a couple of years ahead of us um my out coach milton black was known for um for putting out very high caliber runners i mean our workouts were Extremely intense. I mean, uh, after a workout, I would literally crawl into bed and fall asleep. So, Vincent Matthews um, and John Carlos and Tommy Evans and those guys, we knew we knew of them because of our running history. But Vincent Matthews more so ran on that legendary four by four hundred meter relay team that won in the sixty eight Olympics, and they felt that to in order to show their pride and recognition they held up the fist. And um, at that point in time, it wasn't um, understood what they were trying to accomplish. And instead of looking at it from a positive point of view, the media and, this, and, 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 and social outlets looked at it as a negative, which means they were stripped of their medals, um, and um, which was detrimental to those guys, especially Vincent Matthews, who again, I knew very, very well, who ran on our team. Um, so that was my connection with them. Um, I, when we, we saw that, uh, we were proud of them for winning number one, um, not so much for what happened after for, you know, taking away their medals, but just so you know, um, years later, um, they were recognized and given, um, recognition and status, for their accomplishments, um, I think society and the world had changed, and they understood what they were trying to do in their point of view. So, um, Lee Evans, unfortunately, I don't know if you guys know, he just recently passed away. But um, but prior to that, um, they did show him and showed the acclamations and claim um, of the actual um, race that was definitely given back to them.
1: Mm. No, what a story. That's so yeah. incredible. Um, and it just goes to show, you know, the, the, the legacy that is athletics, the legacy yeah. that is um, yes. taking time to put any kind of work and, and diligence into a craft and and where it can take you. I mean, who yes. would have known that those guys would have made it to that level. Um, yes. You were, you were a part of that same training ground of, of guys who went through that the, the yeah. rigorous training and the rigorous, yeah. rigorous. Uh, uh, daily routine to get your body to a place where you can perform and do such a good thing um, what what is, what's your advice to your, your 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 runners now you know as a coach you've, you've gone through all of these experiences you 've seen so many things you've had so many accolades. Um, how did you inspire your young men and young women now to take their their health but also their athletics and training seriously I talk to kids on a daily basis. Um, and again, we're
0: living in a new generation right now, where kids are comfortable coming home, sitting in front of um, a gadget, you know, and, and playing video games. That's their that's their thing right now, um, and the level of um, commitment that we had in those days, the kids have it within them. It's just the task of bringing it out, you know. Because um, I ask kids sometimes, we do it over the weekend. Uh, Ms. Thomas, I slept. You slept. You're only 11, 12 years old. We're doing sleeping. So I talk to kids about being motivated. There's one student that I'm working with right now who's not really a, a, a um, he's not really a runner. He's a wrestler. He um, he weighs right now 240 pounds. Uh, he wants to wrestle at 170. If he doesn't lo- lose the weight to wrestle at 170, he will be wrestling with kids that are 285. So I said to him, what's your plan? Who do you want to wrestle with? Do you want to wrestle with kids to 285? Or do you want to get down to your weight with wrestlers at a 170? So he's looking at me. He's, so I'm giving him a plan of action. Especially because in summer, we lose, we, lose, we lose contact with the kids. We don't see them. But I won't see this kid again until actually, he's an he's a, a, a eighth grader. So he's going to the high school. So I really won't see him again because he'd be in the high school. And I do middle school. But I'm, I'm giving him a plan to work out, not just work out, but to eat, to balance it. Eating and working out go hand in hand. So he can't just go and run, run, run and work out, work out, work out with weights and push ups and crunches and then go eat pizza and, um, and all kinds of junk food and gain that weight back. So it's going to be a balance. So I talk to kids. I talk to kids on a regular basis about about their health about um, staying in shape because their their bones are still growing Um, I think what happens again a lot of kids don't know what they're capable of doing Um, when I coached um, I coached cross country uh, a couple of years ago and again the season was over but I had these girls I had these girls who didn't want it to end they were top athletes and so they ran times that um, that were eligible for them to go to a state national championship in Virginia, but school was over. So how did we get there? The school didn't fund it. So these girls with their commitment went out and did different events to raise money, to raise money for uniforms. We did carpools and we we, we took that trip. This is in November. It's freezing, freezing in Virginia, freezing. Took that trip out there. And just to see the dedication and drive of these of these girls to go out there and run was 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 very satisfying. So so I guess what what it is is just keep motivating kids. Um, I talk to kids a lot. I say um, I, I have them chant certain words. Um, you know, you're a winner. You're great. You're you're this. You're, I let them I let them instill those words in their mind because it's very important for them to know who they are. And again.
1: And where they're headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, words are powerful. Clearly, we, we know that. And, and seeing that you're, you're affirming them every single time um, definitely carries over into what they'll be doing and mm-hmm. have done in terms of their accomplishments. Um, now, you, you are someone who, uh, you know, be more say has, has a number of challenges that we do um, in terms of races. We actually uh, have done three races so far uh, all this year, actually. We did a New Year's Eve run. Um, We did a a Black Lives Matter BMT for BLM um, run, a four-mile run. And we're currently in the midst of doing this uh, 40-day challenge that actually you are a part of, Um, and along with 400 other runners, uh, which we're super excited about. And if you're doing that with us, we really appreciate you. We're actually in the midst of our competition now. So we have 400 people who are around uh, from the New York, New Jersey area, all the way to New England, um, Western New York. Connecticut, Pennsylvania, uh, putting in miles, putting in miles. Um, But you actually mentioned that as a result of doing these challenges, that you saw your health kind of change. And I know, you know, um, my grandfather, your father um, passed away from health-related illnesses and, you know, diabetes has run in our family. I've talked in my book about um, my small sense of being pre-diabetic. I know for you, you also had a small set of Um, what they classify as prediabetes. What was your reaction to, or what has been your reaction to any of the health things you've experienced as a man uh, in the last couple of years? Um, And what have you done to continue to improve your health status? Because I I feel like you're someone who, for the most part, takes their health very seriously. And and you clearly have a good sense of um, a foundation when it comes to fitness, but you've also sustained that over a long period of time, and a lot of people, you know, even when they do, like you said, track and field, other sports, when they're younger, they fall off. Um, you know, I used to do this, and used to do that, and they fall off hard. I mean, they they fall off off the wagon, not doing anything. But you've managed to find a way to maintain that or continue that with these challenges and and, and other things. Um, even though you've mentioned that you don't love running anymore, you still have found ways to implement running into your life. So what's been the motivation for that? How have you done this to, to maintain your health and how important is it that you stay healthy um, as you continue to, to go over and through time?
0: Well, at one point in time I was in retail and re- if you know, if you're in retail, you work lots of hours and you sometimes, when you work in those hours, you need a sugar rush. So I would be eating cupcakes and candy and all kind of, things just to get that rush. And one day I fell out. I mean, not just fell out. So um, I am going to the doctor and the doctor said, listen, if you don't slow down, if you don't slow down, you're gonna have diabetes. You're gonna so I said, okay. I went home. Let's say this one, this might have been on a Wednesday. On that Thursday, there was no slowdown. There was stopping. Quit done no more no more cupcakes no more nothing none of that stuff I just cut it out and then to the point where I almost started becoming like a vegetarian and eating very very healthy and that helped me that turned my whole life around so it's about choices some people can be non-compliant like you know what I hear your doctor but I really like those cupcakes I really like that pizza whatever and they keep eating it but it's gonna be detrimental to their health so i just cut everything out um, regarding the challenge um, i don't i don't i don't like to turn down the challenge i um i again i don't like running anymore really uh, it was so funny because last father's day you know we're sitting at your mom's house and all of a sudden you're asking me all these questions um so uh w- w- what's this What's your so security number what's that what's that like, why is he asking me all these questions so I find out at the end, you say, congratulations. Happy Father's Day. You're entering our 30-day challenge. I'm like, what? What 30-day challenge? What are you talking about? <laughs> but ironically, during that time, which I didn't share, I was going through a little something. And although I feel like I'm eating right and I'm exercising, you know, something that I don't deal with is age, which numbers. But unfortunately, they exist. So as you get older, things just happen. I mean, sometimes you have no control of it. So during that time, I was going through something with my health. And that 30-day challenge, which is really only just running a mile a day, really helped me. And Sean, you didn't even realize that by giving me that Father's Day gift, you were helping my health. Because after that, I went back to the doctor. The doctor said, listen, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, my man, you keep doing it. You keep doing it. And it was a combination of running, eating, you know, and um, and of course, I want to just give um, praise to God because, you know, your spiritual, your spiritual uplifting and and positive mental toughness definitely helps also. Um, Now, this 40 day challenge. I don't know how I got I don't know how I got reamed into that, but (laughs) so I initially the 40 day challenge I thought was similar to the 30 day challenge. Run a mile a day. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. So what's happening now with the 40-day challenge is that I'm looking and people aren't running one mile, two miles. They're running five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're running serious miles a day. And that's okay if it's on an individual basis and only that person could see it. But no, 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 no. It's categorized. So you see your standings. So now I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) What What is going on here? Wait a minute. So today I'm like number forty seven, and then you know if I don't run, I'm going to be number fifty. No, 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 no. So I've been a little busy. You know, school's going to be over um, June twenty fifth, and um, so I know this ends July fifteenth, but I realize I got to crank it up. So I have been doing um, you know two miles. One day I did four miles a day in that particular day. So but. Because you don't want to be, and again, it's a mindset. You know, somebody else might say, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my mile a day. I'm doing my mile a day. I'm okay where I stand on this totem pole, you know, on this list. But I don't, like, I don't like being down there. I don't like being at that, that level. Um, I believe that you should be striving to do everything you possibly can to make yourself better. Complicity is is simple. Anybody can go like, all right, hey, that's it. But what does it take for you to strive and want to, as you said, be more, be more today? What what does it take for you to do more? And you can surprise yourself. Because sometimes when I'm out there running, I'm like, you know what? I can't do one more mile. You know that? And then when you finish, the beauty of it is going back on on your phone and plugging those hours in and seeing yourself move up. I don't know if everybody's doing that. I think that there seems to be a battle between first, second, and third. They're like, they're doing crazy miles. Bro. But um, so again, to answer your question, um, um, the, the challenges have definitely helped me. Um, it's helping me now. Uh, again, my schedule is really crazy. I'm not being able to do as many miles as I like, but again, I'm hoping to pick up that, that pace after when school is over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I applaud you for joining the challenge. I applaud you for both um, <laughs> will for will, willfully but unwillfully accepting it. Um, and, you know, the, the good thing about it is that, like you said, when you see yourself on there um, and again, we have 400 people in this one. Uh, it, it It really inspires you just to say, you know what? I got to go out there. And yeah, some, some people say, you know, I don't care about that kind of stuff. But when you see yourself one of other people, you see the standings, you see yourself go up and go down. It's a small little um, inspiration, right? Like a small little enticement to say, you know, just go out there and do something. Because if I, for me, if I don't have some kind of motivation, if I don't have some kind of goal or end goal or um, something we're working towards like the marathon, you know, I, I, I did the marathon only because. Um, I had an opportunity to do it, but, you know, watching the marathon with you for so many years and have the opportunity to do it, I said, well, I have, this, this is something that I have to do. I would watch it for you. I, we watch the marathon every single year together. Yeah. And um, to be able to actually do it that, that that first time and to have you be on the course watching was, was incredible, clearly, but having that as a goal, you know, inspired me to go out there and run 20 miles a week, 30 miles a week. But if you don't have that, you know, every single day, there's no, there's no, uh end goal there's no like you know purpose for doing it whether it's hopefully or not some people just don't do it so i i think that these challenges and other things have really sparked that for other people and it gives you a little bump it gives you a little boost yeah. of energy to go out there and say yeah well i can i can do that. And like you said once you're out there doing something you get that one mile in and you feel pretty good you, you just, and i'm doing another mile yeah. we've yeah we've seen people who would have never run any miles two years ago on this challenge now doing 40 miles, 50 miles, 10 miles, 15 miles. So it, it's fun to watch, it's fun to watch and I'm glad you're a part of it. Um, now, I know you, you've always been a, a very positive person. Uh, I think that's where I get a lot of my positivity from. Um, you, you're, you're, you always have some kind of motivational quotation uh, on your voice or, or on your voicemails or on your messages, or on social media and whatnot. Um, I've always seen you do great things with your community on, on Facebook and you're always putting out good energy and good feedback to other people and they, and they feed off of that. Um, how integral do you think or believe that our words are when it comes to our physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health? That, I've heard you say a lot of things about words and how, how important words are. We talked even earlier in the show about the words can't and won't and don't. But when it comes to your health, and and men's health in particular, um, you know how integral do you think that our words are when it comes to to maintaining these these platforms or these stabilities of health?
0: Our words are very very powerful, Sean. Um, You know, it's almost like when you you speak them, you can actually see them. You know, and and um, another thing that the kids always come to me and say, uh, Coach or Miss Thomas, I'm going to try. And I'm like, try. What is what does try mean? And they go, try. I'm just gonna put an effort out. I'm like, why, why are you putting an effort out? Why aren't you just gonna do it? And then I always relate back to Nike. I said, What's Nike? Because Nike's a big thing right now with kids. I say, what's that shirt say? And they say, do it. Just just do it. I say, well, just do it. And I think that goes along with your be more today, you know, uh, with just just going out and, and accomplishing more and doing more, you know? So Um, going back into the words, um, there's a phrase that goes, um, you resonate and you marinate on something and eventually the mental picture will manifest itself into physical form. You know, you, you start to, you start to, you start to see yourself doing something, but you can't see yourself doing it unless you start speaking it, you know? So I, again, I go back to confidence with kids. Who are you? And what I tell them. In the morning, time before I get out of my car and go into my job, I talk to myself. It's going to be a great day. I'm going to have motive. I'm going to go out there and, and, and change lives. I'm going to, I say these things out loud to myself. It may be a little crazy. I mean, my ride to my work is an hour and 10 minutes. I got a lot of time. So, but I build myself up each day because when you walk in the building, you don't know what you're dealing with. And kids Middle school, I have middle school kids. Middle school, middle school is about socialization, identity, finding yourself. A lot of kids come in and they're lost. They have no idea what's going on. You know, somebody can tell them, somebody can tell them to tell you about words. Let's go back to, um, to someone who says to you, let's say you tell somebody that you want to be a doctor. And they say, there's no way you're going to be a doctor. I don't even know why you think about being a doctor. That comment to that person could, could, could affect them to the point where they start pondering, you know what, maybe I can't be a doctor. You know, maybe that person told me I can't be a doctor, so I, you know what, I think I'm going to do something else in my life. So when we as adults instill positive words into kids or even, or even adults, you know, it makes somebody feel that, you know what, I can do that. I can't. Do, it's like giving, giving somebody a compliment. I said to kids one day, you ever give, did you give anybody a compliment today? You tell them they look good or nice shoes, nice hat, nice shirt. No. no, Why not? Because you're putting energy, positive energy out there. So again, our words that we speak are very, very powerful. And again, I'm going to go back to when you speak it, you can actually see it. You can see it. It's like you see it happening. You know? Um, so... We have to stay positive with these kids out here. We have to stay positive with anybody we come into contact with. And you know, the world is so crazy right now. There's so much going on. Um people are doing kindness to each other. It feels good. It feels good to know that somebody's reaching out and helping somebody else. So, um again, I uh with my students and with my runners um, I always motivate them and I talk to them. Um, I did a I did a show, I did a show, um, a Hispanic heritage show just last week. And um I started out with kids talking about who are you? Who are you? And they said, I'm a winner. And I said, Who are you? I'm a winner, who are you? I'm a winner, loud, so that they could be hyped and know it. It's easy to tell somebody that they're not, but the same time you say they're not, you can say that you will be.
1: Yeah, yeah. Words of affirmation are, are are super powerful. And I'm glad that you're sharing that with, with others and continuing to at least live it out in your own life. Um, you know, that be more today, as you mentioned before, is it's our staple, it's our motto. It's it's many things to many people, but uh I think everyone has a different interpretation of what be more today is for them. So you, sir, are number sixty four uh on our list. What? Yes, yes, sixty-four. No. So, When you hear the phrase, be more today, what does that phrase be more today mean to you?
0: Wait a minute. I thought it was 40 something. I'm 60 something now.
1: (laughs) I got to step it
0: up. So the answer to that question, be more today to me right now means that I need to step up my game. Um, And, you know, I I mentioned about being busy, but I also realized that. Sometimes you can accomplish more than you realize. You know, so um, being busy, could that be an excuse? Could it be, you know, maybe you go to do more time management and figure it out? So I guess the answer to your question is that I am going to, uh, again, uh, hit the grind, hit the grind and uh, and get busy. Uh, Be more today to me means that going beyond, going beyond what's expected. I mean, um, you know, like I said, going back to you can go run a mile, but you need to be running more than a mile. You need to be running more than that. Sixty-four. You sure you're looking at the right, the right number? I mean, I thought I looked at it yesterday, and um, oh wait a minute, is that that's throughout the whole? That's not by. That's is that by? Um,
1: now you're good. About- I was saying you're a sixty-four person on the show, not not in the standing. You're good oh, in the standing. Oh.
0: you You had me worried there oh my bad all right I feel much better I feel
1: much better you had
0: me really worried there all right okay I um grateful um grateful Sean and humble um when you first uh told me about this I uh I started saying well because I watch your show and I'm looking at these people who are like doing these amazing things and I'm like you know what I I don't know if I fit into that. I don't know if I fit into that category, you know, so, um, I, uh, I applaud you. I, um, uh, I was very graciously, um, um, I graciously received this. I, uh, never expected to be on the show. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know that I fit into this. So, um, again, I'm humble. I, um, it, it's, it's, um, it feels good. Um, I, I, am not a person to really talk about myself really. Uh, and, uh, you know, so this is stepping out of my comfort zone. I was really kind of nervous about this, uh, last couple of days. And I'm like, well, what am I going to say? What's going to go here? How's it going to happen? But I realized that sometimes you have to just relax, you know, and, um, and just speak from the heart. And, and that's what I hope I did today. I want to speak from the heart. Um, I'm, really, I'm really proud of you with this show. I, I think you do an amazing job. And I'm hoping that people take heed to it and, and learn from it and grow from it. Um, because, um, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, nothing's wrong with just being who you are like that. But there's something magical about, about, about accomplishing something that you never thought you could accomplish. So when I think about Be More today, I think about also the fact of um, swimming. Now, swimming is something that I, I don't really do. Uh, I went to some swing, swimming lessons and I realized that when I think about Be More today, um, it, it has, that has helped me as far as learning how to get better at swimming, not just just going in the pool and, you know, doing a little something, but learning how to go in the water and get my strokes together and whatnot. So be more today is about challenging yourself, challenging yourself to be a better person, you know, um, to accomplish more than you realize that you can.
1: Mm-hmm. Well said, well said. Listen, uh, any, any final tips you want to share? Um, regarding men's health, um, any words of encouragement that you want to share for other men in particular who might not be taking their health seriously, or any words of encouragement that you want to share for, uh, anyone who is trying to find more motivation just to, uh, get a little more involved in their fitness and and their health in general. Um,
0: understand and know your body. If you feel something's not right, go to the doctor and check it out. Now. Personally, I don't like going to doctors. Um, I don't like going to doctors because some. I guess I don't want to know what they have to say, really, if something's going on. But sometimes you have to go to a doctor to see what's happening. So understand your body and know what's going on. Um, stay spiritual. Trust God. Trust God. And and I mean, he gave us a sign mind and sign bo- sound body, you know, um, so so. So trust, because if you go to the doctor and he tells you all these things, you know, you know, they might tell you something that, not, that you don't want to hear. You know, like when I went to the doctor one time, he, he said to me, well, you know, we might have to put you on medication. And I'm like, that ain't going to happen. I told him right up, it's not going to happen. I watched my mother go through um, bottles and bottles of medications. One medication and a side effect for another medication and so on and so on and i just don't want to do medication so i'm going to do my advice to to anyone out there is to is to eat healthy definitely exercise as you get older you have this old saying if you don't use it you're going to lose it and i realized that with this challenge in the beginning i would do like move my knees up and down and I heard some squeaking. I'm like, "What's that squeaking in the nose? It's the bones." But now that I've been running more, the squeaking is kind of subsided. So I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. I'm I'll just getting a little better. So, so, stay positive about your life. And you know, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything bad about medication. I mean, medication is something that if you have to take medication for something. Um, you know, it is what it is. You have to do it. Um, I just for me watching my mother with all those pills. I just, I just don't want, And somebody says, well, you know, maybe that pill might save your life. And I'm thinking, you know what, maybe it might, and maybe it won't, but I'm going to back to the fact of trusting God and I'm trusting God that, you know, he put me on this earth. He has me still on this earth. Again, I don't deal with numbers that well, when they threw that surprise party for me, most people had no idea my, my age. And now that it's out there, it is what it is. And, and I'm comfortable with it, really, you know, um, because I feel that I'm living and doing the best that I can at this point in my life. So, again, my, my advice is, um, again, stay spiritual. Um, eat well. And I know pizza is good. Cupcakes are good. Chocolate cake is good. That's all good, but it's not going to be good for you. And, and everything's in moderation. Maybe, maybe after a while you go like, you know what, it's, um, you know, celebration day. And you go and have a slice and that spice would be so tasty because you haven't had it in a while or that chocolate cake. But if you have it all the time, it's not going to be good for you. So, um, I tell even young kids this, you know, because this these things can happen to young kids at a young age also. So, again, stay positive, uh, stay spiritual, um, watch what you eat, um, and um, follow my son, Sean, on his Be More Today show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dad, thank you so much for being a guest on Be More Today show. you made episode 64 one for the books. Again, not your ranking. I'm sure you're higher <laughs> in the ranking than 64. <laughs> but uh you're the 64th person on the show so we thank you so thank much you. and just so you know your gift for father's day is going to be another challenge oh, so in no. in july in july i'm signing you up for the grit
0: grit oh, is back
1: no. and no. but grit is easy because grit is is you don't have to hit any certain mile marks you just basically do whatever you want to do and okay. as a result they'll give you whatever whatever miles you hit and they'll give you a a shirts and some swag for that. So. so
0: wait, 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 hold hold. It. You mean I thought I was gonna have a vacation after July 15th and I'm not?
1: You're gonna have a vacation in August. <laughs> when everything
0: ends. It never ends. It never ends. <laughs> it never but you ends. know what? It's all good because um sometimes you need that extra push, you know, to get you motivated because you know, so it's all good. No complaints. I thank awesome. you so much for my Father's Day gift.
1: Thank you. <laughs> And folks, listen, don't not forget our quotation from today by Jazz Zoe Marcellus. To level up, is about improving oneself, not impressing others. It is you versus you, not you versus them. Like my dad said, you have to go out there, lay on a foundation, uh, watch your words, make sure you stay positive, and let that positivity transfer all throughout your life when it comes to your health, right? When it comes to you taking that stuff seriously, when it comes to you saying that you want to do something, go out there and do it. When it comes to you putting your health at at the forefront, go out there and be about it. Uh, Put that mile in, put those two miles in, put whatever you have to do in. And, you know, as we get older, let's take our health seriously, especially for men. You know, a lot of us men in general don't go to see the doctor until something's wrong. Don't go for our annual checkup until something's wrong. Don't go for anything because we, with our egos and whatnot, we get very, very complacent that we can handle everything. And yes, sometimes we can handle certain things. Sometimes we don't need medication for anything. We can just go by and do what we have to do the natural ways. But sometimes we do have to go see somebody, yeah. especially when things are going awry, when things are not adding up, when things are consistently being there um, and you're not seeing any improvement. So my advice as a healthcare professional and as a son, and as a father, is just to take our health seriously. Um, let's continue to be safe and be healthy for our children, for our wives, for our daughters, um, and continue just to for our mothers and continue to... Uh, not full, fall into the box of saying that men don't care about their health, um, but to change the stereotype the same way that we've changed this Juneteenth thing and made it a real thing that has now respect on that name. Let's change the, the mentality for men's health and to really go out there and recognize that we can continue to be healthy as we continue throughout our lifetime, um, as long as we are honest about how we feel and, and not too proud to ask for help um as always follow us on be more today we are everywhere youtube instagram facebook uh, the podcast is out there my book is out there check out my dad's book as well you we got two authors in the game out here doing our thing and if you want to send him any questions dad where can people follow you or or link with you if they want to connect with you
0: well i i'm on facebook um, i don't post too many kids on facebook because of legalities um but anytime events that we do we post on facebook Um, My email, samuelanthony1125 at yahoo.com. So, but um, it's usually about an event that we're we're producing or something like that. Um, Cross country is coming up again because at first they were going to not have it because of COVID, but now everything's pretty much lifted. looking forward to a cross country season in September. So, so yes. um, And, you know... I'm at Monhegan Middle School, uh, a great place to be and uh, working with kids. So,
1: um, so yes. Awesome. Awesome. And, folks, if you want to contact me as always, Dr. Sean at bmorsey.com. Please like us, subscribe to our pages on YouTube and on all social media platforms. And as I always say, check out my boy T. Farrell's podcast, Words for Life podcast, every single Wednesday. Uh, and now he has shows coming out on Tuesdays on YouTube. So, check him out there as well. And let's close out with our always saying, have a good day, have a good night, have a great life, and continue to take your steps of greatness to be the best version of you. Happy Father's Day. Happy Men's Health Month. We'll see you soon. Peace.